Hey kids, this is me, Eyes, your robot. We're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're gonna do. It's uh, it's been mass confusion here on the on the good old Earth base. But until we figure that out, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. OKIC robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. What's up, kids? This is me, Ice Robots, and we're back. I guess the first order of business is, of course, the Gino Vega situation. Our guy, our guy from the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast here on the Ice Robots Radio, currently on a bit of a hiatus, but our homeboy appeared on an ad for Pooptronics last week, and we all found this. We all found this very jarring. I've tried to get a hold of him a couple times. I haven't heard back. That's not uncommon. Our guy's kind of in and out, in and out of the online world, and at this moment, I think he's kind of on the out. So I haven't been able to find out anything in that regard, but I did get an email from Pooptronics saying that at some point during the show, they're going to email us an ad for their new product, and at that point, I think that some of these answers uh, may be forthcoming. This this past week, I uh, started on a project. I have a Plex server in my house. I don't know how many of you guys have, have these. I know that our guy from uh, the logbook has one. I know a couple of you others have one. What it is, it's an app that you can use to stream videos from your computer onto your TV. That's what I use it for. I have it as a Roku app, and I'll watch things on my uh, TV that are located on the computer, but I recently found out that there's an app called DizQTV, D-I-Z-Q-U-E-TV, and what this does is it lets you, it lets you set up streaming stations on your computer that imitate, like, you know the app Pluto and how they have, like, all these different little streaming stations? Well, I, I set up one of those on my, on my hard drive here, and I've been watching that quite a bit. I like to watch my own things rather than, like, the things that are on the TV but I do like the TV. I set up one, two, three, four, six, like 10 different stations so far. One plays movies, just all the movies on my hard drive. I call that one channel one. I set up a cartoon channel. I have a wrestling channel. And then I have like a, a various icy robot kind of channel, a WKRP channel, uh, a channel that plays only like uh, mixed martial arts and all these things. And this is this is what I've been watching on my TV. And I think that it's like really cool and really fun. You can even set it up to add like little little commercial breaks and stuff. This isn't an ad for DizQ TV. But if you're the kind of guy who has a Plex, you got that server. You might want to think about taking a look into this because it is pretty cool. It was a bit setup intensive. You have to like download this and download that and like backload this and backload that but I was eventually able to do it with great success and I was very happy about that so Gino Vega Disc TV all these things are fun I think what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna jump forward and open up an Indiana Jones figure yeah another one I found one that I've been looking for for a while and we're gonna bust that one open and uh, honestly I think it's gonna be like a hoot and a half it's gonna be like a full two hoots this is world famous, not the good one. This is the other one. The one that nobody really likes. And now I see Robots talks about an Indiana Jones action figure. Again. The man with the hat is back. Joel Siegel of Good Morning America calls Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade more fun than ever. The excitement doesn't stop. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ready PG-13. Now playing at theaters everywhere. 
I was over at the Target the other day. This is a Target on Santa Rosa Avenue, the South Side Target. We went there after we went to the Dig. Man, I gotta say, the vibe at the Dig is so different than it used to be. It is so mellow and so polite compared to like the pulling, the punching, the kicking, the biting, the headbutting, the spitting, the cursing, and all the things that went on there in the past. But what I from what I understand, this is a little sidebar. What I understand from talking to people is that a lot of the a lot of the dig originals, a lot of the people that used to hang and bang there like every day, the OGs are no longer going because they don't like the price increase. I guess the price on clothes has gone up a dollar per pound and they they do not like it. There is there is a whole entire cottage industry of people at the flea market buying clothes at the dig and then going and selling them for like one to two dollars per item. Like going through the dig, pulling out the nice things and taking them over there and selling them for like a dollar or two per item, and I guess the price increase cuts into their profit, so they are no longer going to the dig, which I guess is fine to me, but there's no cannibals, there's no king of the dig, there's no digster, there's only, like, nice, mellow people. There are a few new, like, digsters, a new, like, dig uh, hipster kind of vibe going on with some of these people, but, like, honestly, it's so mellow, and it's so weird being in there. Nobody runs, nobody does any of that kind of stuff, and it's, uh, it's cool. I don't mind, like, not fighting for stuff at all, but it is, it is a little weird. But anywho, we went, we went to the Target over there, and while I was in the toy aisle, I found something I've been looking for for a few weeks. I got the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade Sala. Sala is one of my favorite characters in the Indiana Jones universe. He's a sidekick. I myself always vibe with the sidekicks. I can't ever see myself being, like, the dude going out there and doing, like, the whole adventure on my own. But I could assist a little. I could come in, lend a helping hand, maybe punch out some Nazis, be there when you need me while you while you take over the hard parts. And our guy Sala, that is exactly what he does. I think that he's so cool. He has, like, a fez. He has a tie. He has a little gun. He's just, he's really cool. And this homeboy, he was in Sliders, the TV show Sliders, which is one of my favorites of all the time in space. And when I saw this... On the shelf, I was jazzed. There were actually, factually, two of them, which I thought was weird. These were the only two Indiana Jones figures in there at the time. No Indies, no German Mechanics, no uh, Marion Ravenwood, just Red Fezd Sala. So I scooped him up. While I was there, I also found a Series 3 AEW Orange Cassidy, which is which is wild. Orange Cassidy is one of my favorite guys over in the AEW. I really turned the corner on that dude. I used to not like him like one little bit, but then he's uh he's won me over. But I saw this figure and I had to decide, do I want this Orange Cassidy or do I want this Sala? It was really a hard choice, but in the end, I went for the Sala because I'm not the biggest collector of wrestling figures. I only have one AEW figure. I have Penta. My nephew bought him for me. I think he's great. I love having him in my office, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down and get more of these guys. I might. Orange Cassidy is one of the few that I would have bought, but I I just can't get into collecting wrestling figures. I follow wrestling too closely to buy little uh little dolls of these people I read about every week in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. But Orange Cassidy's cool, man. I hated him. Now I love him. I think he's great. Maybe I should have bought it. Maybe I'll go back and see if it's there, even though I'm certain that it's not. But I wonder where this came from, because they're so far ahead on this uh, series of figures that this one, this one must have been a return. This one must have been sitting in the back. I don't know. But before we get too deep into Orange Cassidy, let's, uh, let's find out a little bit more about our guy Sala. 
Salah is a hefty, bearded Egyptian excavator. He lives in Cairo and is a close friend of Indiana Jones. He is a dedicated family man with a wife named Faya and nine children. He seems to be extremely strong, although he is apparently unaware of his enormous strength. He has a strong baritone voice and he seems to have an affinity for Gilbert and Sullivan. He is often seen singing tunes from HMS Pinafore when he is in a good mood. In Raiders, he is mostly seen wearing a turban, perhaps to blend in with the other diggers working for the Nazis, and in Last Crusade, he is seen wearing a fez. I think fezes are so cool, just a neat hat. If I could get away with wearing one, I would do it. Maybe, maybe I should go out there and join the Shriners just for the chance to wear a fez. What we have right here, very good card. You have a nice picture of our guy Sala on the front. He's in a fighting stance with his... With his fist up, you can see how the actual actor really matches up with the figure. The tie's the same. The hat's the same. The suit's the same. You can see he has a little vest. It's all it's all good. Then on the back, you can see the three characters that are in this set. You got Indy, Sala, and Dr. Henry Jones. So far, I got Indy and Sala. I might have to get Henry Jones just to, just to finish up. This is, this is absolutely a beautiful card. It's yellow like the OG ones, and they has a nice Kenner logo, but let's, let's go ahead and ruin that and pop it open. We're going to pull our guy out. Here he is. I got him off very easily. Then we're going to take him out here. He's a typical, typical Kenner figure, much like a Star Wars. He has five points of articulation. One is his neck, one on each arm. No, he actually has more than that. His knees also bend. So he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points seven points of articulation so he can get down on his knees and beg for mercy when he messes up let's uh let's get his pistol out i'm having a hard time getting it i'm just gonna go ahead i don't think i am gonna go ahead and do anything let me um let's see if this will help arthur fonz really brand switchblade into the little did you hear that i sent it shooting across the room i honestly think that it landed in the garbage can let's uh let's take a look and see if we can see it down in here Let's see. We're going to move the garbage out. Presently, I'm in my garbage can. Is that it? It's hard to see into the bottom. I think I'm going to need to... Can you believe this? I flicked it off and it flew off into space. Why is this always my case? Like, Why is this what happens to me every single time? Because I'm too uncareful? That would be the guess. I don't think we're nearing this action figure vibe you really gotta like you gotta just like be on top of things and your guy this is not on top of things to that degree i'm very i'm very careless oh here it is found it it was in fact next to the garbage can but uh i do want to see i got my flashlight i want to see what that was down here man this is a great segment the beauty of live radio huh just really good stuff oh, there it is. this is another gun what is this gun? This isn't Sala's gun. There was another gun in my garbage can. How weird. Uh, anyhow, now I have it back. Let's go ahead and we're going to put this in Sala's hand. He has like the soft kind of plastic like a Star Wars's guy, not the rigid kind of plastic like a G.I. Joe's guy. And it fits into his hand very well. Let's see, he's going to point it up here. He's pointing it at a Nazi. He's pointing it this way. He's pointing it that way. He is. He's a dangerous man, a man with a plan. I... I like this figure a lot. This fez is dope. The tie is dope. The gun is dope. It's all dope. On the back, it says 30951. I don't know why it says that. This was made in Vietnam by Hasbro of uh, South Asia, 2023. 
blah 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 I don't know. Besides that dig into my garbage can and all that stuff, I don't know how much there is to say about this, except that that I love it. I built a little shelf for my uh, new Indiana Jones collection. I got my three figures over there. I got the uh, Adventure Series Indy. I got the Kenner Indy, and now I got the Kenner Sala. I might have to get more to fill out these shelves. At any rate, guys, let's move forward. I think... The next thing we're going to do is at the movies. I'm going to talk about a movie I saw that I thought was pretty cool. This is a movie known as The Blue Beetle. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? I <laughs> Don't worry. Bro, you always land on your feet. It's chosen you. But it belongs to me. I saw Blue Beetle over at the airport cinema in Windsor. The the people that work there are nice. The whole vibe is nice. It's pretty cool. It's pretty mellow. They have a cafe and stuff. I never go in the cafe, but I do. I do appreciate that they have it, but we, we saw it over there on a Monday afternoon, and I would say the theater was maybe, like, less than a third full. It wasn't, it wasn't full by any stretch, but there were people. There were people there, for sure. There were, there were more than I expected, but not as many as I had hoped. This, this is the story of the superhero known as the Blue Beetle, not the one that I know, Ted Cord, the Blue Beetle Ted Cord, even though there are many allusions to him over the course of the film. This is, this is all about a new guy, a new guy who goes by the name of, what was his name? Jaime Reyes is his name. Jaime Reyes is his name. He's played by the dude who is uh, the star of, the star of Cobra Kai on Netflix. I don't, I don't know if you would say he's the star or Daniel San and uh, Johnny are the stars. He's, he's the one who's like the, uh, the main student, the one with Johnny who's, Johnny's dating his mom. He's the star of that. I like that guy. I think he has a lot of charisma. I think he has a lot of leaning manness about him. I could see him. I could see him going uh, pretty far, honestly. Right now, over on the tomatoes, this movie has a 92 with the audience and 78 on the tomato meter. Let's let's just read the movie info pretty uh, pretty quick here. Recent college grad Jaime Reyes returns home full of aspirations for his future, only to find that his home is not quite as he left it. As he searches to find purpose, fate intervenes when Jaime unexpectedly finds himself in possession of the ancient relic of alien biotechnology, the Scarab. When the Scarab suddenly chooses Jaime to be its symbiotic host, he's bestowed with an incredible suit of armor, capable of extraordinary and unpredictable powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the Blue Beetle. The movie runs for 2.7 hours. What I mean is 2 hours, 7 minutes. The homie that played Gizmo in uh, We Sleep in the Shadows, George Lopez is in it. It was pretty fun, man. I honestly gotta say that I enjoyed this far more than I would have thought that I would have. It's, it's in a lot of ways kind of like a typical superhero origin story, but it's fun. It's whimsical. It's cool. It's interesting. I really, I really just dig the vibe. It represents for the culture. I feel and that was, that's always appreciated. I think that this one is like the official start of the new DC universe, the James Gunn universe. I think this is the very first one 
this, uh, it actually came out a couple weeks ago. The review on this is behind, but I try to, I try to talk about all these superhero movies on the show, but I would imagine that this one, this one's probably going to be on, uh, HBO Max sooner rather than later, which is, which is kind of a bummer. You guys should have represented. You should have come out to the theater and you should have seen it. It was more fun than you would have thought it was. I saw a couple other films too. I saw, I saw this movie about gold in my year named Golda over at, uh, the Artie Farty Summerfield Theater. It starred Helen Mirren as Gold in my year and, um, what's his name? Liv Shriver played Henry Kissinger. This one was honestly pretty good. It was a very tense war story. It's about the time that, uh, Egypt invaded with the help of Syria and I believe Morocco all invaded Israel and Golda Meir had to try to fight them off with her troops while also getting aid from the United States through Henry Kissinger. It was kind of a kind of a cool political thriller, kind of a war movie. A lot of a lot of fun. That one's over at uh, Summerfield right now. I'd recommend seeing that. And then yesterday we went to see Gran Turismo, the racing movie, the video game movie. This one was pretty fun too. It's directed by Neil Blomkamp. It's about a dude who trains through uh, a Sony PlayStation. He plays Gran Turismo on a PlayStation at his house, and he eventually goes on to become one of the greatest F1 drivers on the circuit. It's a true story, as I understand it, which is uh, which is interesting. But honestly, I realize race car driving is super-duper hard, but I would think that the skills in the video game would translate over to the real-life driving. Of course, you know, you got, like, the G-forces and the, the physical you know, stamina involved, but I think that anybody who starts off in race driving, you have to learn about the G-forces and the physical stamina involved, and starting from a basis of playing in a video game is no different than training in any other way. I I don't know. I would feel like you could make it. It's not the same as, like, me saying, because I, because I play a couple games of the show every day, Major League Baseball, the show, on PlayStation, that I could actually make it to the Major Leagues and crack some dingers. I don't see that as being possible, but, you know... Maybe the best Gran Turismo driver in the world could become a uh, a race car driver professionally. I don't know. Makes sense to me. But that one, that one was pretty fun, honestly, too. It goes by a lot of good racing scenes, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of Zippa. Dave Harbour plays his coach. Also, what's her name? Jerry Hallowell from the, the Spice Girls. Ginger Spice. She plays Homeboy's mom in the movie. It's always nice to see... Nice to see one of the Spice Girls in a in a flick. She's good. She's good in it too. There's a scene where she has to show some distress, and it's very, very convincing. I would recommend seeing that. I would recommend seeing Golda if that's playing near you. It's a, a lot more fun than you're going to think it's going to be. We enjoyed that one quite a bit. But back to Blue Beetle. They they have the new Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes. He's doing his thing. There's also there's some chord industry. You get to see some various Blue Beetle illusions. During the film, if you're into the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, which I am, that's the generation I grew up on. The Ted Cord Booster Gold combo. I actually had a dog named Booster Gold when I was a kid. A little, a little Airedale Terrier that was. I was really into that whole Justice League at the time with him, Mr. Miracle, Guy Gardner, Maxwell Lord, all those guys. That was some pretty good stuff. Some good Keith Giffen stuff, and it's nice to see that. To see that popping up in the film. I understand at some point there is going to be like a Booster Gold movie or like a Booster Gold uh, series. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I do understand that is something they're considering in the works. But uh, it was cool, man. Good week at the movie. I saw three that I liked. I thought this one was fun. Golda was fun. Gran Turismo was fun. Going to the movies is always fun, honestly. For me, I, I always go on like a Monday or like a Sunday or one of these off days if I get the chance, just so there's there's less of a crowd. I can understand that going on the weekends is a little bit stressful, especially if you're going to see 
one of the top films like your uh, Blue Beatles or whatever. It might it might be full of kids, might be full of people playing with their phones or whatever. But you know, this is the risk you pay for going out into into society. I would say it's you can stay at home, you can be by yourself, you can do whatever you want. But when you go out into society, the risk is there's other people there, so you gotta face that. But on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give the Blue Beetle 3.5 mics. 3.5 mics. This is world's famous. If you stare at the streets, um, the, the streets start back at you. The show is called World's Famous, like what for? Charge it. Bro, I've like never even heard of it before. Charge it. This week in Japanese League Baseball. This is Derek for this week in Japanese League Baseball. This past week was rather dull for the average onlooker, but if you are a statistics nut like myself, it was very engrossing. In a first in Japanese League Baseball, there were three games played last week where the starting pitcher failed to make it out of the third inning. In the NP, B when a pitcher starts a game he is expected to finish the game or risk being cut from the team entirely for failing to fulfill their duty to pitch well. On average a starting pitcher in the league averages a 99% finish ratio over the course of his career. Only a severe injury or a monumental shellacking on the hill will force a manager to pull his starter. This week an amazing three pitchers broke their arms in the first three innings. The bone breaks are attributed to a new pitch developed in the NPB Sports and Eugenics Lab. The pitch called the Ghost Energy Ball it disappears from view when it leaves the pitcher's hand. The stress on the elbow is tremendous and so far almost everyone who tries it has at least snapped their wrists in half. Will the pitch be perfected further or banned? That is the question from Tokyo. This is Derek for This Week in Japanese League Baseball. That was This Week in Japanese League Baseball. Up next, a look at this week's flea market acquisitions. I went to the flea market and I bought a couple things. Honestly... The flea market, it's been pretty good to me lately. I don't know what's going on, but the Sebastopol flea market is just, in my opinion, it's just booming, which is interesting. I I still will never fail to look at the the turn of events. The flea market in Santa Rosa was at one week, the biggest uh, flea market from here to Oakland. And now, after, I don't know, just like a weird turn, the Sebastopol flea market is now the biggest flea market from here to the the Oakland flea market. Let's, um, let's take a look at a couple... A couple of the things I got. First, first we'll start with this. I got a I got a Toy Fair magazine. It's issue number 57. It has a uh, Django Fett on the cover and it says 373 previews from Toy Fair 2002. That was that was 21 years ago. I really I really love Toy Fair magazine and anytime I see one I'll buy it if they're if they're like a dollar or two dollars, I'll just buy it because it doesn't matter if I already have it. Eventually, at some point, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy the one I have, and it's nice to nice to have a spare. On on the back, there's a there's a really nice advert for um this uh, GI Joe versus Cobra. I remember when this series came out, the the dudes were made out of like a softer like a softer material. I think that at first they weren't O ring, and then they then they switched to O ring. They have frostbite, heavy duty wetsuit. Gung Ho, Destro, a Cobra Moray, Cobra Claws, and a Neo Viper. I think, 
I think out of these, the only one I bought was Heavy Duty. I got him at the time. He he was played by Rock in the movie. And then I got a book. This book is called Broken Hearts, The Life and Death of Owen Hart. I was surprised to find this at the flea market. By and large, I do not find a ton of like these weird wrestling books that I that I like to read. Every now and again, I'll stumble across one, but it's usually one of the, the WWF ones or maybe like... Maybe like Mick Foley's book, which is a really great book. His first one. Honestly, all the Mick Foley books are pretty good. But the first one is like a, it's like a masterpiece of, of, of wrestling writing. It's really great. Kind of crossed over into the mainstream at the time. You'll find copies of this every once in a while. But this book, Owen Hart's book, I did not expect to find. It's, um, it was written by his, his widow. We, we all know Owen Hart died, uh, sadly in a, in a ring accident. And this was... This was written after his passing by his wife. It's very, very sad. I'm like halfway through. It's written from the perspective of a wife who lost her husband to a business he didn't even like very much. It's very, very upsetting. Let me, uh, hold on one second. I got to roll across the room here. I got to show this thing that I got. This is, this is the best thing that I got overall. Let me, uh... I found a G.I. Joe Cobra Rattler. That's the blue plane. No! Cobra Rattler comes with pilot, other G.I. Joe and Cobra figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. Wild Weasel came along with it, as well as another Cobra guy. This one, this one drives a vehicle of some sort. I, I don't know what off the top of my head I... I have another one of these. He's blue. He has a silver helmet. He's a he's a something driver. But Wild Weasel is included as well. I got this for fifteen dollars. An amazing fifteen dollars. I was so happy. Two figures and a plane. It's missing. It's missing two of the missiles, which I which I honestly consider to be like a pretty successful find. Most of these things are missing all the all the missiles. It has the landing gear. It has a little side hatch. It comes with a side hatch that pops off, so it can. So you can pretend like you're doing mechanical work on the plane. It has, it has that. This is a really beautiful toy and one that I wanted all my life. To me, the GI Joe planes were like the big items: the Sky Striker and this one. Of course, you know you got your like USS Flag. You had the whale. You had uh, the Terror Dome. Any number of big vehicles. But like the first couple years, you're getting into it. The big one is the Sky Striker. Everybody wanted the Sky Striker. I've never not never had one. The other one people wanted was the Rattler. Depending on if you're a good guy or you're a bad guy. Never had that one either until now. Now I do. What I'm gonna do with this is I'm gonna hang it. I'm gonna hang it up on my ceiling up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it so it's like so it's like angled so it looks like it's kinda like it's coming down for an attack. I'm very, very excited about this. I got one other cool thing at the flea market. It's inside of this box here. Let me let me pull it out. It's not really like worthy of a special box. It's a super <laughs> USB cassette adapter, adapter capture device. You, you plug it into your computer. And you can take your old tapes and turn them into MP3s. This is this is another thing that I have wanted. It's only it's only worth like it's only worth like twenty dollars or so, somewhere somewhere in that range. But I I just never got around to uh, getting one for myself. I'm too I'm too into doing the VHS cassettes. I can't open it up here. I want to open it up and see. There's a little switch right here. It says push it down, push down to open. Oh, there it goes. It opens. Honestly, when you th when you see these things. If you follow the instructions, they'll usually do what they're supposed to do. But I brought this home. 
and I have yet to test it out. So I thought I would get the batteries, two AA batteries, put them into the player, and we will together see if it works. The batteries are in there. Let us now hit play, the big moment of truth. It does not look to be playing. Um, does not seem to be going like it's supposed to, but again, you never know. Let me, um, let me try that again. Let me, I kind of touch the batteries for luck. Let me, um, let me try to put those in there and then we will hit stop and then we will hit play. And now it is rotating. The wheels are going around and around. So that's cool because this will, this will also work as a Walkman. It's like a little Walkman that you can plug into your computer with the software that they, they have included. I got this for $5. I thought this was, um, I thought this was pretty fun. I was pretty, I was pretty jazzed to get this. Let me, um, let me just put this back in the box. I, I guess that's about it for the flea market finds. Honestly, the flea market's been pretty good to me. I'm not going to lie. Lately, things have been kind of, they've been going well. I've been scoring on some fun stuff. I got, I don't have it with me, but I got um, a pinky ring. I went through a box of like junk jewelry and I found, I found this gold tone pinky ring with a big stone on it. And I, I picked that up for a dollar and I, I've been kind of sort of rocking it here and there. It's um pretty dope, dude. Eventually, eventually I'm going to get people to kneel down and give it a big smooch. Smoocheroo, but uh, let's move forward into the show. The next segment is going to be about lifting weights and going to the gyms called We Built This City on Getting Swole. This is world famous on audio recording. This is world famous on audio recording. This is world famous on audio recording. We Welcome to We Built This City on Getting Swole, the segment of the show where we only care about our peaks and our freaks, meaning the uh, lovely young ladies in our lives. It's very, it's really important to work out. It's really important to get out there, do some physical activity, you know, run around, do this, do that, lift some weights or whatever. I, I've been pretty consistent in my uh, gym performances lately. I'm I'm pretty pleased with myself. I've been doing my, uh, been doing my rotations, been going, been having a good time, been really, really like just, just trying to feel it and just trying to like do what I do when I'm there. If that makes any sense. Like sometimes, sometimes you feel the urge to like really push yourself and really work hard. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just like stay in sync with myself. You know, I'm trying to stay in sync with myself and do what feels right while I'm there. While also, while also getting enough exercise and staying, uh, staying regimented. I've really, lately I've really ramped up the cardio. I'm staying on the machine for like 30, 45 minutes. I turn the speed to three and then I set the incline to 14 and I go for like 30 minutes or like 40 minutes it's really it really sucks it's like just going up this like endless hill this hill that like never never not never has a top I feel I feel like in my life the thing that I'm probably going to do the most if it comes down to working out or exercising is hiking or walking about so I'm just like hey man why not try to train those hiking muscles so that when you're out there in the backwoods walking the earth you can go all the way up to Mount Everest if need be. I think that I think that I'm on track for that. And I also, you know, I'm sticking with the weights. I'm doing my best with the weights. I really, I've really shifted my focus to like down to my legs. I've been doing hack squats. I've been doing like leg lifts. I've been doing all kinds of things to try to get like to get these legs pumped up. You know, you get them pumped up for like real strong walking, really strong hill climbing. I'm gonna 
I'm going to do my best to get into running. I've been pushing that cart. They have a weighted cart there at Stan Bandits that I've been... I've been pushing that. I also got to say, the music over at the good old Stan Bandits has been... It's been pretty good lately. Homeboy's been pumping out the metal. I've been playing those Judas Priest deep cuts. He played He played I'm Bad by LL Cool J the other day, and that was that was fantastic, dude. I'm like, I'm listening to, uh, I'm listening to some podcast about the Vietnam War, and I'm lifting weights, right? I'm just like, I'm lifting weights, and all of a sudden I hear... Oh, no rapper can rap quite like I can. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. They're playing bad. And I just started pumping like way even harder. Hold on. I'm, uh, I'm getting Grandmaster Grandpa says the Pooptronics ad has come in. We're going to let's, um, let's hit that right now. Hello, this is Gareth from Pooptronics League. I'm here to share with you today some amazing news. The product announcement has been delayed. Yes, I understand that you wanted to know what Pooptronics research and development has been up to. These are the inventors of the home food cube machine, the intergalactic cell phone tower, the food cube, and many other amazing discoveries. Whatever they have next is sure to be great, and you know it, it will be awesome. Why can't we share it yet? Because anticipation is not high enough. I'm about to reveal something that I believe will help us achieve the level of anticipation we want. Here now is Mr. Sensational, with an exciting development. Take it away, Mr. Sensational. Garethang, it's me, it's me, it's G.O.B. here for Pooptronics. I don't know why you guys aren't excited. I have never felt better. This is an amazing time for creativity and free expression, both of which Pooptronics and Gareth have by the bush hall. I'm not alone in feeling this way. I have a special guest here behind the curtain. Let's pull it back. And Sam Wow, nice to see you. Here, take the microphone and tell us how you feel about Pooptronics. Mr. Jano, it's nice to be here for Pooptronics. I've also never felt better and more fulfilled. Everything is awesome and I can smell flowers in the air everywhere I go. It's all sunshine on my shoulders and it will be that way for a lot more of us soon. All thanks to Pooptronics. Sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. I don't even know what to say. I, what what just happened right there? Like seriously, what you saw that? You heard that? That that Melissa's up there. We 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 found evidence of her blowing up in 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 the 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 other booth. I I don't even I. I'm at a loss for words. I don't. I don't really know what to make of any of this right now. I I've seen a lot of weird things out of, of Pooptronics over over the years. This is. I don't know what to make of this. These guys always have some. They always have some weird new surprise. I I don't know. We uh we we were planning on doing a musical number in a little bit, and I I think that like I think that we should probably just stick with that right now. Um, this is this is all very disconcerting to me, but in times like this. All you can do, you know, all you can do is laugh. All you can do is have fun. All you can do is sing. So me, the guys, we got Ed on the synthesizer. We got Derek on the drums. We got Derek doing some backup vocals. We've been planning this song for a little bit. We're going to go. We're going to hit you up with a little bit of a stepping out by Joe Jackson. Okay, guys, take it away. Don't worry. 
attempt at irony or something. Alright, we are back. I think that um I think that we're gonna get ready to take it home. We're almost at the uh the end of the show. I, I don't know what else there is to say, man. We're living in a we're living in an uncertain time, I guess. Um hey, I will uh I'll confess something to you guys right now. I have a habit. I chew on things. I, I have a lot of uh like internal anxiety. I'm kind of a uh I don't know what you would call it. They they used to say hyperactive. Back in the day, when I was in school, I got labeled with that hyperactive tag. And I find that in my life, it leads me to do things like, like I'll tap my finger sometimes. Or like I'll click on a pen. You know, if I have one of those kind of pens, I'll just like push down on the button. Or sometimes I tap my foot. But these these things are annoying to other people. So as a as kind of a way around it, I sort of developed a habit of like chewing gum. I chew on cough drops, I chew on candy, just like anything I can get on. I kind of just like, I get in my mouth and I kind of chew on it to sort of, sort of like get rid of that excess energy that's inside of me. But I want to, I want to quit this habit. I realized that like, it's mostly harmless. It's like, I usually, um, I chew on sugar-free candy and sugar-free things and gum. And I, I know that it's like harmless in that regard, but I don't like, I don't like having something that I feel has like control over me. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything that I feel like I have to do. And I just kind of, I want to get control over this habit. If you guys out there, if you've had habits in the past, maybe you smoked, maybe you did uh, dangerous, uh, illicit substances, maybe you chewed on cough drops all the time. If you used to do something like that and you managed to stop, if you managed to like flip the script and become a good person with no habits, let me know. I want to know how it is that you get rid of this. I understand that there's, there's like a length of time where your brain will stop a habit. Like if you, if you quit doing something for like 60 days, I don't know the exact date, but if you stop doing something for like 60 days, your brain will forget that it ever did it. Habits broken. How do you get to that point though? I really like, even right now, I want to chew on something. I feel very comfortable like moving my mouth up and down and chewing. And I just, I don't want to have these I don't want to have these habits over me. I want to be free and clear. I want to be Johnny, no habits. I want to be the dude who's just like free of all outside psychosis. How do you do this? I think, I think it all comes down to like stress and coping mechanisms. I'm sure there are better ways for me to deal with my anxiety than by chewing on a pen cap. There has to be. There has to be. There has to be ways to like conjure your mindfulness, ways to like just, I don't know, dude, be more zen, be more chill. I'm just like, I'm not a super chill dude. I try to be. I really do try hard to be, but man, I'm like, I'm sometimes just like riddled with anxiety. Like right now, we have to go to a wedding on Sunday and it's a wedding on my wife's side of the family. There's not a lot of people I know there. There's only a few, but the few people I know are involved in the wedding party so it's not like they can hang out and chit chat with me i feel i feel very anxious about having to go this i know it's not a big deal all i got to do is go there sit through the ceremony and then like go to the reception and just be charming for a couple hours i can fake charming as good as anybody and i know that that's all it's going to be but like it's driving me crazy the anxiety of having to go do this is driving me crazy i always i always get very socially anxious and over the over the whole pandemic it was like i went for like 2 3 years 
without going outside the house and doing anything. My societal anxiety got like much, much worse. I, I think I've said this before, but for me, the way that I can get around my anxiety is like whatever it is, it's like I'm anxious about. I just do it. Like if I get, if I get anxious about going out, I'll just go out more till eventually it passes. But like this two, three year period of not being able to go out really like, it really just like made it so that it's difficult for me to go to these big social events. I don't mind going like to the movies or doing whatever, but like when I know I got to go to something, it's going to involve a lot of talking and a lot of talking to people I don't know, a lot of like, you know, fake smiles and all. It's hard. It's hard for me, but I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. But, uh, this is, this is causing like my chewing anxiety into overdrive. I'm just like going through one, one thing. And then I do like another thing and I do like another thing. And I'm realizing like, this isn't really like a habit that I want. This isn't a habit I want in my life and I want to break it. If you guys have had any success in this area, Please, please, please reach out. Until you do that, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off. This has been another fun episode of World Famous. If you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. I am bringing organs. And you know I got to have that. supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so.